Welcome back to another exciting episode of Bitcoin and Markets. All right, guys, back for the second episode this week. We have uh, Ripple complaining about the tribalism is wrecking crypto. Tribalism is wrecking crypto. And he's really aiming this at the Bitcoin maximalists out there, right? And this is a quote from this article from CNBC. I own Bitcoin. I own Ether. I own some others, Garlinghouse said. I am an absolute believer that this industry is going to continue to thrive. Bitcoin maximalism has meant the crypto industry has fractured representation in Washington, D.C., according to Garlinghouse. So (laughs) notice he didn't say he owns Ripple, which he owns a lot of Ripple. Um, But he didn't mention that. (laughs) He just maybe maybe he is under... uh, you know, some court order to not talk about the case or how much he owns. I don't know. But, you know, he's uh, he's trying to come at this from a neutral standpoint, right? A pluralist standpoint. And pluralists are very dangerous people. They're shady people. And, uh, you know, diversification, I had this quote. Um, I probably got it from somewhere. But uh, diversification is for people that don't know what's going on. Um, I always think that you should invest in places where you have asymmetric knowledge, right? So if you're a farmer and you are intimate, intimately, um, you're an expert of farming equipment, you're an expert of seeds and fertilizers and stuff and things in the supply chain for farming, you have asymmetric knowledge in that industry. That's where you should be investing. If you're in a trucking industry, you know the trucking industry, you should invest there. Um, So you should invest where you have asymmetric knowledge. Anyways, in Bitcoin, the being a pluralist means you don't know what's going on. You you, (laughs) diversification is for people that don't know what's going on. That that was my quote from way back when. Anyway, getting off uh, the topic here of this section. So in in the newsletter, I point out his second sentence from up here. Bitcoin maximalism has meant that the crypto industry has fractured representation in Washington, D.C. He's making the argument that Bitcoin's expert technical and monetary arguments and our insistence on showing empirical evidence of the past 10 years in the industry of scam after scam properly diagnosed by these arguments is turning regulators against altcoins. That's his thing. He's saying, Bitcoiners are too good at this. They're telling the regulators in Washington, D.C., the truth and we can't spin our scams up there so anyway i just thought that was interesting so let's move on to the next one clown world ukraine bans bitcoin purchases with local currency amid martial law it was just a couple months ago remember ukraine made bitcoin legal not legal tender but 100 percent legal in ukraine and now we see that they're banning bitcoin Again, this is what all troubled regimes do. Um, not only did they shut down the press, so there's only one news outlet, and that's the state news outlet directly run by the state propaganda arm, and now they're banning Bitcoin. This is just a sign of what this government is, what it is all about. But I thought that was a funny clown world. Okay, then I have one more thing I want to talk about here before we sign off for the week, and that is Jack Dorsey's NFT tweet. So 
And as I'm recording this, I saw a headline that Elon Musk, his bid to buy Twitter has been accepted. So that is huge news out there. Not only do we see Netflix and CNN Plus and Disney going down, um, now we see Twitter. And this is a sign of the times that this censorship and stuff has blowback. And we're seeing the blowback now. It's a pendulum. Anyway, I think this pretty much guarantees Trump to get elected, but that's beyond the point here. This is Jack Dorsey's NFT tweet, and the guy who bought it for $2.9 million, he attempted to sell it, resell it, and he thought he would get $50 million. He thought he'd get $50 million for this damn tweet, for this NFT. And in the first, you know, first round of auction, because I guess the way that these auctions work, I'm not, don't know, I've never done one, but uh, you can accept the offers or reject all the offers. And so this guy only got like a high bid of 280 bucks from 2.9 million last year to 280 bucks. Of course, he turned it down and I think he's, started it again and maybe the bids are up into the tens of thousands but nowhere near 2.9 million nowhere near 2.9 million so it is a sign of the times what do i say here i say um if you are new here and found this newsletter because the seo of the nft heading so you know i try to put the headings with the keywords right to hopefully trigger the seo of the posts and some people might stumble across it because of that. But anyway, I say uh, NFTs are not the next big thing. And that's surprising for a lot of people. So why, do, why can I say that so confidently? Okay, NFTs are nothing more than a digital signature in pseudo control of the token. A token that is not the object in question. In this case, Jack's tweet. That tweet lives on Twitter's database and the database of many archive sites, of course. It does not belong to the digital signature or the token. So the token and the digital signature are two things because with the dig digital signature, you can sign a transaction to send that token to another digital signature, another wallet. But neither of those things includes the dang tweet. And this is a problem that I've talked about for many, many years. It's in my Bitcoin dictionary. If you guys go to bitcoindictionary.cc, you can go buy the dictionary. In there, I talk about the dual consensus problem. I even define it out. It's my own definition where you have a real world consensus, like actual real world things, and you have blockchain consensus or distributed consensus. They don't. There's nothing to tie them together. So you, if you have a house and you tokenize this house and it burns down, you still have the token. So what? It doesn't matter. The token is not the house. The house is not the token. If it, You tokenize your house and the token gets hacked. So do you, give your, do you move out of your house and give your house to the guy that hacked your wallet, that stole your house token? No, they're two separate things and they will never agree. They have nothing to do with each other. It's a scam. 
It's a, <laughs> let me continue reading here. They are completely separate things. What the token owner has is pseudo control over a made up concept, a delusion, if you will, that the token represents that outside object. I say pseudo control because it can be revoked by the system admins and has in many occasions in the history of NFTs. They've turned back the clock. These system admins can go in and reset the network. They can chase back those tokens or steal back the tokens. So the NFT market is a giant Ponzi. It's based on this delusion, right? Prices can go up as long as the delusion is spreading at an increasing rate. You have to have an increasing rate in the Ponzi because there's no such thing. It's just like a credit bubble, right? It's either growing or it's shrinking. And just like a Ponzi, it's either growing or shrinking or crashing. In other words, more people must share in your illusion of the uh, value every day, else the price starts dropping. I was able to call the top of the NFT market back in issue number 172 on December 17th because it was obvious that the rate that the NFT delusion was spreading had started to slow. And even as bigger and bigger names got in, the market continued to cool. Quote, everywhere you look, you see people jumping on the NFT bandwagon. Nike, Adidas, Melania Trump, White Castle, and Michael Jordan, to name only a tiny few. It's gotten ridiculous out there. People, wake up. These are JPEGs. <laughs> the bubble has to be close to collapsing. The stimmy checks and greater fool year of 2021 is coming to an end. The economic problems this world is rolling into won't allow as much room for this type of unbridled speculation. From one side, it is the lack of productive economic opportunity and stagnation that is driving this. People are trading stupid monkey JPEGs instead of picking up extra hours at their job. And on the other hand, it is the nasty economy that will stop it. The NFTs, to continue upward, they need ever-increasing levels of participation and money. Very unlikely to happen. So that's I called that back in December of 2021 at the peak. It was within a, a couple weeks of the peak. I'll temper my totally negative stance by saying... There is room for a small niche market for NFTs in things like video games and trading cards. And I, I do believe that because there is, you know, there's a huge market for video games and selling things that you win in the video game. I mean, there's people that make a living off of playing these things and selling these items. And so um, there is a small niche market for this. So continuing reading, though small, some people today make a living from playing video games. NFTs will take over much of that market. They won't open up a whole new industry or asset class. They will simply supplement what is already there. We're talking a couple billion dollars in total, not the one trillion dollar plus of people's delusion. All right, guys, that that will wrap it up for this week, and I will see you next time. Go to BitcoinMarkets.com, sign up for the weekly newsletter. See you next time.